hello and good afternoon. Good day, good day. Welcome. Welcome to another Kako Tea is on this afternoon. Hope you guys are having an awesome day. I uh, hope you guys had an awesome weekend. Wherever you're listening to me, wherever you're viewing me right about now, I want to say special good day to you. Another exciting show awaits you. As always, we promise to keep it coming every single week. Try my best to be here with you every single week, especially since the coronavirus is taking over. I've been coming a, a lot more often, you know, than, than I'm used to. But I'm glad to be here with you guys every single week, uh, bringing you stories, sharing stories uh, with you of, of amazing individuals all across the world, across the Caribbean, the region, Dominica, um, Canada. We've been um, featuring a, a lot, a whole lot of people, you know, and I'm so grateful to every single one of you who will tune in every single week. I am even more grateful to those of you who share the live because some of y'all just come on there and you don't share the live and you have me all salty and everything. So make sure you sit me up and share the live and uh, let somebody else know, tag a friend, let someone else know what's going on. Let somebody else know that Kako T is on and just share the live because you like me, you know? Just do it, right? So I want to say a special, special good day to every single one of you tuned in. This program is streamed by Digicel across the Caribbean, 30 countries locked in. Um, Dominica is locked in. Every single one is locked in. I want to say thank you very much to Digicel for allowing this platform that I could feature people, you know, amazing individuals with inspirational stories, stories of trials, stories of their triumphs. You name it. Yes. We're ready for another Saturday. I have two exciting guests joining me here today. Wait, wait, before I forget, it's Mother's Day weekend. So I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mamas, all the baby mamas, mamas, and all the mamas, mamas, mamas. Happy Mother's Day to you. Um, if you celebrate Mother's Day, you know what? Even if you didn't give birth, once you take care of a picnic, happy Mother's Day to you. Once you've taken care of a child, Happy Mother's Day to you. And I want to wish every single mother around the world a happy Mother's Day. I know it's kind of tough being indoors during um, a time when mothers tend to, we mothers, you know, I'm a mother, you know, so we mothers tend to be more festive and, and we expect gifts and flowers and we might not get any tomorrow, but it's okay, we got life and we're grateful to be alive and, you know, some people may not get to see tomorrow mother's day and you know just be thankful and make sure you call your mom if your mom's still alive if you got her make sure you call her up or if you have a mom in your life make sure you link them up facetime yes make sure you link up with your mom or the moms in your life especially tomorrow and if you feel like you might forget tomorrow do tonight because yeah people get kind of salty like oh she didn't call me you know like yeah so make sure you call and, and uh, check up on the moms in your life. Yes, like Ashel says, share the live. Share the live. <laughs> uh, big up to you. Ashel is locked in in Brooklyn. Uh, how you guys doing? Hope you're having an awesome day. Yo, this morning had a little bit of flurries. Like I was like shook. Like I was completely shook. I was like, wait, yesterday was like bright sunshine. No, the day before was bright sunshine today's flurries. I mean, I understand this. I don't get this. Like, I just don't understand what's going on with the weather. The weather's bipolar. 
but it looks nicer outside now i'm actually looking directly out my window so it looks looks nicer right about now my guest is ready in the lobby waiting for us she is um i actually you know i like to start off you know sharing a little bit i met my guest for the first time today doing our um doing our tests you know to come on um making sure our audio was intact and um i i you know when she actually was introduced to me by someone else so she she was tagged in one of my posts um you know inviting people on and uh someone who, who knew what i do tagged her and you know I, I read her bio and stuff and and i felt it was important for me to bring someone um like her on the show uh, especially during this time where a lot of folks are losing people um and you know like you know we, we listen to the news and we hear of people dying because of the coronavirus or just like today little richie passed away at age 87 you know and you know normally people like little richie will get these big lavish funerals and that might not happen because our entire world has changed and so many people are, have lost their loved ones people close to them uh, and they don't know how to process this they don't know how to deal with this for one you're placed in a situation where you cannot interact with your close family and friends your your loved ones um some people are in different countries like my family is in 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 the armenia i'm here you know um and you it's it's difficult it's a very difficult time and she is a widow support support coach and she's going to tell us a little bit about what she does why she chose to go down that route lately i've been bringing some people that you know they just doing some things that you never thought people out there are actually doing and they're black so it's like yeah black women and black people doing like great things excellence you call that black excellence and i just felt it was important for someone like her such positive vibe such great energy if you follow her on if you don't follow her on instagram after today's show you're gonna follow her on instagram because she gave she gives excellent ideas i look at her videos like almost every day um and i i want to encourage you you know share the live because someone might benefit from what she's about to say how she's going to be sharing her story with us in just a few seconds yes marvel happy mother's day to you too my darling thank you very much for tuning in and make sure you share the live yes <laughs> make sure you share uh thank you very much marvel for for the for the, for the warm uh, mother's day greetings so without no further ado she is the author of her upcoming book you know yo i really know some authors these days i'm like it's like is that something someone telling me you know like i should become an author like in them days i have authors coming up yes my brother um she is the the uh, she has a new book coming out this summer called faith in the fire i want to welcome my guest straight out of toronto the t.o Hi, Natasha. Hello. How are you doing? So glad to be here. Thank you so much for Thank inviting you me. So very much for being on the show here with me today. How you doing, girl? You know I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You, you're 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 all in red. 
Like, is that is that the faith in the fire? Is that Girl, what? Girl, that is. You know what? My birthday is February the fourteenth. I'm a Valentine's Day baby, and I fell in. I was a red girl before I even knew I was a red girl. So red <laughs> is my color. Fire is red. So I just I just come in alignment with what it is with my brand and with my fiery personality. So no, well, you know what? We're about to have a good time because guess when my birthday is? It's February the eighteenth. No way. <laughs> They don't know what time it is. I mean, for real. <laughs> I, I, it's good to see you. It's good to have Thank you here you. on the show. How are you coping with this whole COVID-19 and coronavirus sticking over our lives? How are you coping? You know what? I'm actually doing really well. And I think one of the things I've learned um, since this thing has started is to appreciate quality time with myself. And I know that's a little taboo because everyone's talking about being alone and having the distance, but I think that there is value in having that time to yourself to think, to reflect. Um, I have been the most productive and creative during this time, and I've actually been enjoying the, the, the quietness and having that time to myself, you know, and I'll take time to go at least to visit my mom once a week, but girl, I've been good. I can't complain. I can't Yo, complain. Doing from well. fellow Aquarian, you know, we, we, we don't like to be alone. But when we are forced in situations where we cannot, when we don't have an, any other options, we tend to be creative and we tend to, to, sure. to take advantage of it. And, I, and I'm sure you've been taking the, making the most of it. Most definitely. Most definitely. That's, that's awesome. I start my show every single time, getting my guests to introduce themselves okay. to everyone. And the question I always ask is, who are you? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I'm Petra Gordon, and as you've been introduced, I am a widow support coach, and I am 40. I turned 40 this year. Hello! And I just, I love God. I love God, and I love people. And one of the core things, if you think about who Petra is, is I'm a woman of faith. And I've gone through certain things in my life that has really developed and cultivated that faith in God. But at the essence, I love God, I love people, and everything that I do centers around doing that, being able to empower people with the love of God, building them up to their capacity, showing them that, you know what, God has given them such amazing gifts, and really encouraging people to just tap into that so that they can be the best that God's designed them to be. So at the core, Petra is one that loves God and people. Oh, this is so sweet. I'm so excited to have you here with, with me. Aww, Tell me you, a little friend. bit about your, your life growing up. You you grew up in Toronto. What was like life like growing up in Toronto? So my family and I, we were in Toronto, like Scarborough, for maybe a few years. Then we moved into North York. But the bulk of my experience from like middle school all the way to high school was in Peel Region, was in the West End. So I spent a lot of my years, uh, middle school, high school in Mississauga. And then when I got married to my husband, I spent the remainder years with him in Brampton. So West End is really where I started to really grow up. So what, what was your, your school days like? What was school days? They were great. My, my upbringing was awesome. I had a phenomenal family.
family, God family. I had amazing friends um, in school. It was great experiences. Like, honestly, I didn't have really challenges in school in terms of like bullying. And I just, I laugh a lot. I love to make other people laugh. You know, I always brought a sense of humor to any space that I was in. And I got along with anybody, whether you were black, white, you know, whether you were a rocker, it didn't, I don't, it didn't really matter. I just love connecting with people in a very authentic and genuine way. And people would relate to me as a result. So going through school, high school, middle school, they were really positive experiences for me. You, you got married uh, uh, quite a few, few years ago. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, your, your husband? Sure. Uh, my husband and I... Oh, man. When we initially met, it was through a mutual friend. And the thing is, we didn't, weren't even formally introduced. He was uh, a guest speaker. He was a keynote speaker for an event for a youth group. And at the time I was in a relationship, he was in a relationship. We didn't even meet. Six years later, somehow we got our emails connected and he saw me in a bookstore. He didn't approach me at the time. But then back in the day when we had MSN, the Hotmail MSN, he sent me a message. He's like, look, did I see you in the bookstore today? And I was like, yeah. But I'm thinking, if you knew that was me, why didn't you come and approach me? But anyway, um, we just talked all night on MSN. And I thought, man, this is going to be someone who I can look up to as a mentor because he also loved God. And he was just so positive. And we talked about everything under the sun. And from that one conversation, we just kept on talking and it evolved into something so much more. And that's essentially how we started our journeys, is connecting online through MSN years later. And it blossomed into an amazing relationship that led to our marriage in 2008. So you guys get married in 2008 and yeah. about to start your life together. Tell, tell us a little bit about what life was like with him. Life with my husband was awesome. Like he was my ride or die. He was my best friend. He was the type of person that was just easygoing, quick to say, I'm sorry. Just a gentle spirit, you know, love family, love God. We travel together. We would go to amusement parks together. We go out to movies. We would eat out together. We just enjoyed each other's company. So I couldn't relate to women who were like, oh my God, I can't wait to get away from my husband, get a break from my husband. I'm like, girl, I don't... I, I, I don't get that. I don't know that. I have that issue. I actually like my husband. You know, it's not just I love him. I like him. We can kick it. We can hang out and have a good time. So it was just an amazing, amazing relationship. Like he was my best friend. Like, honestly, I knew him. He knew me. It was amazing. The best relationship I could, hands down, in my entire life. Was with my then, then something happened. What, what happened? So <laughs> my husband uh, had had been diagnosed with diabetes before he met me. So he was already kind of battling with the diabetes. He was battling with um, the weight. And then it was something that he did not enjoy at all. Like he didn't even want to acknowledge the fact that he had diabetes. So it was very difficult for him. And on top of that, he struggled with the weight, right? And anyone who has gone on a weight loss journey knows the struggle of going up and down with your weight. And so that was a constant battle for him trying to really stabilize his weight find like a nutritional uh, meals that he could have consistently that could become a lifestyle and then trying to manage his blood level, sugar sugar levels that was a struggle and so he never really was able to really get the handle 
of the diabetes. And unfortunately, what started to happen is that his health started to decline, started to impact on his internal organs, his eyes, and then later on, um, his kidneys. His kidneys start to fail. And then they end up putting him on dialysis. Mm -hmm. But I tell you this, and the whole time that he was going through this health challenge, at no time did I ever entertain death. The whole time I was like, God is going to bring him out of this. He's coming out of this. Yeah, it's rough right now, but you're coming out of this. I was speaking to his life and I was confident that he wasn't going anywhere. It never crossed my mind, not even for a second. And then one night, Sunday night, I went away to the store for about an hour. I left him for about an hour. No problem. Talked to him at seven o'clock on the phone while I was in the parking lot for Walmart. And I asked him if he wanted a smoothie. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm like, okay, see you soon. One hour, come back. Music's playing so extremely loud. So I go up the stairs. I'm like, why is this? Why is there like this preaching thing so loud? It's so unusual. Didn't think nothing of it. Went to the washroom, washed my hands, came back into the office to turn down the volume because it was so loud. I thought maybe he's in the washroom. No, he was in his office, laid out on the floor in his office, non-responsive, not breathing. Of course, then I called the police. And I went one, I was put on hold which I didn't even know you could be put on hold for nine one one when you dial them. So here I am trying not to panic, trying to stay calm, finally get a voice from somebody and they're saying, okay, you know what? Start to do compression, start to do CPR, which I did. And I waited for the, um, the paramedics to come. So I'm doing compressions and I'm saying, come on in, come on, come on. And uh, the paramedics came, the fire truck came and they took over from there and I can tell you that they tried everything in their power to help my husband. He had a small little weak pulse, but unfortunately they were not able to revive him. And I'll never forget the day that the, the moment when that paramedic came down, cause it feels like it was just surreal. And he said, you know, I'm so sorry, Mrs. Gordon, but your husband is dead. And honestly, he said it to me, but I'm just like, I mean, am I walking in a dream right now? Like this, he didn't just come to, to me and tell me that my husband is dead, but he was, he was. And you know, how, it, in that yeah. moment, in that moment, how did you, uh, like, what was going through your mind? Oh, what was going through my mind? My mind was racing. My mind was racing. But you know what? At that moment, I was still believing that something miraculous could happen. Because I have seen and heard stories of, you know, prayer intercession happening and people being raised from the dead. And so our pastor came and ministers came and they were in that room interceding and praying for him for like two hours, two hours, believing that God was going to raise him. But God decided to take him home. You know, and who am I to fight God at that point? Because the, the amount of prayers that went up that day, I mean, if he didn't come up from that prayer, it's because God wanted to take him home. And so I had to let go in that moment and realize that this was the end. But uh, I was in a state of shock. And on top of that, the reality of my procrastination, because on the Friday, we had just met with our lawyer to discuss our will. And the lawyer wanted us to come on the Saturday up in Vaughn to finalize and sign. I was like, man, 
I don't want to spend my day up and gone. I'm like, my husband's not going anywhere. This is what I said in my head. My husband's not going nowhere. Man, we'll see you on Monday afternoon. My husband died Sunday night. And so he died without our will ever being signed. And that began a whole different saga. Wow. Dealing with the grief and then dealing with everything that was not in order. What was not in order? Everything. We didn't have any estate planning. We didn't have um, the insurance set up. We didn't have, my name was not on the property, the title of the home. So I had to go through what we call probate court and I had to apply to become the executor of his estate. I had to run through all this red tape with banks because technically, and all I am not, he's, I don't have a will that says I'm entitled to going through his account and his financial statements. So I had to go through this entire process and it's not a short process. Right. So I'm dealing with the grief and I'm dealing with trying to organize the estate so that the, you know, so the estate is not going to be seized by the government. I had to be making sure that I was not going to be financially destituted as a result of not having this stuff in order. So before I was even ready, before I was even ready, I had to be moving in action. I had to be doing things every single day which is insane, but I had no choice. Who, what, what, did you have support with you? Were there people there for you during that time? I, I can imagine it was a diff- it must have been a difficult time. It was a very difficult time. And I thank God for my, um, my in-laws, my mom. My mom is the only one living. Um, prior to my husband dying, my father died the year before from ALS. So my mom, she was there as a support, my brother, uh, my husband's family was a great support, specifically his sister, Denise, and um, my father-in-law, phenomenal supports. But truly, who helped navigate the financial piece, because we had debt that was outstanding as well, is a Chacol brokerage. And they, are, they were so instrumental in holding my hand and guiding me. Because, I mean, I was ignorant. I didn't know anything about this stuff. I didn't know how to get, I didn't even know where to begin to navigate through the debt, the settlements, um, beginning the lawyer, the things I had to sign. Like, it was just so much. And had they not been there to wrap around me and walk me through and, and explain things to me and let me know what action I needed to take. And, and I, I don't know what would have happened to me, to be honest. Because there was no one else in my immediate circle that had the expertise or the knowledge that could have guided me through that so that by the end of it, I come out strong and solid what did you learn about this like about this experience like like what exactly was the was the takeaway um from this experience or what would you tell someone who who doesn't because even like you're with a widow support coach right haven't right. gotten into that yet right but there are a lot of people out there who are married and they don't have a will you right. know and they yeah. or, or they they just they just don't think it's going to happen right and that is the ignorance, particularly for us who are young, right? Because I'm 40. And when my husband died, I was 38. And even though he was sick, nothing clicked into me to make this a priority, to be urgent about this. I just took, mm, he's going to be okay. He'll work it out. And that is why I'm so passionate about raising awareness, creating education for those couples who are young in your, your late 20s, early 20s, 30s, 40s, whatever, 
to not wait. Don't wait for tragedy to happen. Get your affairs in order. Get your will, get your power of attorneys, get your um, estate planning all set up, have your insurance. Because here's what I have learned through my own painful personal experience. You do estate planning not for you, but for those who remain afterwards. It's your family. It's your family. If you love your family, do it. Don't wait because procrastination, that one decision to procrastinate added a much hell of an experience on top of the already difficult challenge of going through the grief. Now I have the financial crisis to, to navigate through. Nobody wants to go through that. Nobody should have to go through that. So you can avoid putting that additional stress on your family by making the choice to take action, get it done. Gotcha. That, gotcha. You, became, you became a widow support coach. Like, what, what, what is a widow support coach? Like, like what, who came up with that name? Like, Girl. how did you find out about that? Girl, let me tell you. I had no desire, no desire to have anything to do with even the name widow. The name I was like, widow. Man, I was like, don't call me a widow. Because I, I thought it was ridiculous for me at the age of 38 to be referred to as a widow. Because in my mind, a widow is like my mom. She's 70 years old. A widow is someone who is up in Asia, senior adult. So it seemed like the name itself did not even align with who I was. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to be called, don't call me a widow. All right, I'm going to work and I'm going to empower other women around how can they overcome adversity? How can they continue to move forward in the face of adversity? But what I noticed in the community and when people were advertising things, particularly in the church community, it would always be in reference to someone who was dating, uh, for the dating couples or for the singles, for the divorce or the remarried, but there was nothing for the widow. And so I saw it, brushed it off, thought, mm, whatever, not my problem. Saw it a second time, I'm like, oh, whatever, not my problem. The third time I was in a coaching session and one of the students in that class was talking about divorce and remarriage. And I was like, but what about the widow? And then I had to say, man, God, are you trying to tell me that you want me to talk to the widows? Is that what's going on here? Why it keeps coming up? And I got such a strong conviction right there in that moment that there is a need. So I began to look on the internet to see, okay, what's out there for widows? And I started going to Facebook groups and I found that, you know, there's a lot of young widows that are out there just hurting. I mean, when I say hurting, talking about self-harm, talking about suicide, talking about no hope, not knowing how to continue life with after the loss of their spouse, not knowing what to do next. And I was like, my God, there's a need. And I really believe that God allowed me to hold it together by his grace. And it gave me the strength and the tools and accelerated me in my process with the loss of my husband so that I can now come back and help serve this group of people. Not only to serve them, but to raise awareness and raise education because we are not talking about widows. It's like taboo. We're not providing any support for them. It's like especially, we're forgotten. Especially in the black community. Especially. And I, especially in the church, I love my church community, but there's nothing for the widow. There's no services, there's no programs, there's no support, there's no education, there's nothing. And I thought, okay, now I feel a responsibility to be a voice, to be an advocate, to provide education, to raise awareness and to support the widow. Because as much as I went through, I mean, it was hell. I mean, all last year was just, all oh, it was just hell. 
just just dealing with everything. But in that experience, I developed my faith, my character, my resilience, my tenacity, and I came out of it stronger than when I was within the beginning. And so I want that for the, the widow. So widow support coach is really trying to help you, one, shift your mindset and your perspective on your grief journey. Because it's unique to everyone. It won't all look the same. How mm -hmm. I grieve is different from how someone else will grieve. But I want to really focus on the mindset and how you approach your grief journey. And then the finances, because that was a huge thing, you know, getting rid of that debt, settling with um, the estate, getting that will in place. Like I want to raise more awareness and conversation and really help young widows to get financially strong so that they're setting up and they're building up wealth for themselves and their family and their legacy. And then relationships, because things begin to change now, your relationship with yourself and others. So really empowering them around, how do I do that? Who am I now after the loss of my husband? Because that was such a huge part of our identity, right? Mm -hmm. So those are the things that I focus on specifically in what I'm going to be doing with my clients when I launch the coaching, which I'm going to be doing this month. That's fantastic. I mean, you have such an you're so positive. You, you radiate positivity, you know? You'd never know that you lost your husband only two years ago. You know, um, you just, you're, what allows you to be so, so positive? I tell you this, and I mean, you know, everyone's going to have their different faith belief and that's cool. But my core, I kid you not, had it not been faith in God, I would have lost my mind. I would have straight out lost my mind. This would have been the thing to break me, this would have been the thing to cause me to go into a deep, dark depression and deep, dark hole with no recovery. But God just wrapped his arms around me. And in the process of my adversity and grief, revealed to me who I truly am and took me back to the original intended plan, who I was before I even became a wife. That's another thing I want to be able to teach women before. Who were you? There was purpose. There was identity before you became a wife. And so God had to really take me on the journey of getting back in touch with who that person was, what his intended purpose was for me. And now I continue to just heal in my journey, but continue to go forward and move forward with intention and purpose because I'm still alive. So there's work for me to do. And so that's what keeps me positive is the fact that I have purpose beyond the death of my husband. I have purpose because of God. And that faith and that relationship, hence why I wrote the book, Faith in the Fire. Because yeah, I found I, myself again. I was about to get to that. You know, your, yeah. your book, Faith in the Fire. Uh, tell us a little bit about, about your book. So Faith in the Fire is really talking about resilience and how I turn resilience and how I turn tragedy into triumph and how I turn tragedy really into purpose how I was able to go through all the things that I've gone through and not allow it to consume me. But I shifted my perspective of how I saw that. I didn't see myself as a victim. I saw myself not as someone who is just surviving, but someone who has a potential and a possibility to thrive. And so it really goes through different things that I have experienced through the loss, through uh, my husband's sickness, through my transitions in my job, financial stuff, things that I learned about myself in terms of relationships and securities. I mean, girl, I touch on so many different topics, but I bring out key principles and lessons that can be applied to people in their lives. And it's really just at the end of it, you're empowered, you're inspired, 
and your faith is strengthened to know that there is just absolutely nothing that you will face in life that's bigger than God. I, I absolutely love it. I mentioned, you know, from the start that I follow your, your Instagram stories, especially your Instagram stories, because you post quite frequently um, um, yes. stories um, on, on finances, on like it's just everyday things that you would never think you know, yeah. um, or you never think to take action on, you know, right. I mean, it's in the back of your head generally, but you're like, you're thinking to yourself, because I'll, I'll tell you this for one, like I was listening to one of, when, when we, we were talking about having a will and yeah. yo, I have, I have the sign up and every, this sheet through my insurance to just go right. on and just do it. And I've yeah. had it for like two years and I've not... <laughs> <laughs> and then when you start when i when i listened to your session i was like you know what let me just pull that shit out and let me just start working on it yes <laughs> you just know do it just it's do it so important for us to to think of not just us or how it will affect us because right. after we're gone it affects everybody else around right. us right and, and and it's so important i want to encourage you know Anybody who's on this live right now, you know, to follow you um, on, on Facebook, Petra Ignites, like her fire in her, you know, um, because uh, especially on Instagram, you know, yeah. to, 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 to if you want information, if you want knowledge and stuff, but you're going to be launching your coaching session soon. And where can people look for you or where can people reach out to you if they have a need or if they just right. want to? information if they right. want to know where to start they're unsure as to what's going on you know like what, what so right now they can connect with me on facebook and they can connect with me on instagram so petrick knights is my handle on instagram and petra gordon you can't miss me once you type it into the the url there for uh, facebook you see the woman in red so you'll know that's me right so you can send me a message have a specific question I can help with and I'm more than happy to um, provide that information and I will on um, both of my platforms be sharing about the official launch of the coaching so for those that want to you know get on a call to connect and see if that's something that could best help them and support them then I'm happy to do that too. Petra I have a, I have a tough question will you marry again or will you do you think you will remarry? That's a good question and honestly uh, the first I think maybe the second night I had a strong conviction that no, I would not. And people, and this is a misconception that people have because I'm young. They say stuff like, oh, she's young. She'll get married again. Oh, she's young. You know, and it's like, and I write this in my book. I say, look, I'm not looking for a man. I want my man, you know? And that's not someone that I have a desire to replace. Those are some big shoes to fill. Yeah. And at this point in the stage of my life, I'm 40, I am not, I have no desire to start that chapter again. I was happy. I only had the intention to marry one man. I married that one man and I am done. This next phase of my life is me pouring out and serving, serving God, serving people. And I am determined to die empty. Everything that is in me, I'm going to give. So when it comes to remarriage, Nah, I'm good. I'm good. Wow. Wow. You say that with such conviction. It's like, you know, for a fact, you're like, for a fact, for a fact, 100, 100. People are like, oh, you're just saying that now. Uh, I was like, look, I'm 40. If I don't know at 40 
that I have this result. When am I going to figure that out? 70? Look, man, I'm good. I'm good. God has called me. This is the next phase of my life, and it's to serve, you know? And I think marriage is a beautiful thing. I don't have any uh, animosity about marriage. I think it's beautiful. But for me, for this stage of my life, that chapter is closed. Do you ever blame God for taking away your man? No. That's the thing. I was never angry with God the entire time. I was angry with my husband. I was mad. I was mad. I'm like, how come you did not do better to turn this around for diabetes? I was mad and so mad that he died. And I was mad with myself for not taking the initiative on that day to get the will signed. So I was never mad at God because God didn't, God did not um, look to hurt me. And you know, so this is the powerful thing about God is that sometimes when we go through difficult times, we think, man, this was really horrible. And then we see how God uses it to impact, has a, a greater impact than we could even imagine. And so even though it was a tragedy and it hurt me, the impact that he's allowing me to now create, I can't, it's beyond my words, right? So I, in all things, I give God things. And I know according to his word that he works out all things for our good. And so I'm at peace with that. I'm at peace with God. And um, I know I'll see my husband again in heaven. It was, it was lovely having you on. Um, I think you yeah. have an amazing spirit. Of course, you have a spirit. You're an Aquarian. Hello. Um, <laughs> Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we gotta meet up when this Corona thing is done. Girl, Hello. Yes, yes, yes. We're not too far. We're not too far. I'm in Oakville, right? So we're not too far no, away. No, you're not. No, not even. Not even. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we gotta, we gotta meet up sometime. But it was amazing having you here on the show with us, and I'm sure a lot of um, Daniel just messaged. He says, "I, I much love to Petra. I love the, this conversation. You know, like people, people are listening, and I feel like the message that you've given." It's not just a message that is necessary, but it's it's, it's you you spoke so with so much power, you know, and and I feel like a lot of young couples um, can benefit from this, you know. You're getting married, or you're thinking about getting married, or you're right. newlywed, or whatever. Yo, you need to get your affairs in order. Get you, it in order. <laughs> you get your shit in order because you don't Do want it. that. Yo, it can happen. It can happen to anyone like just like that. Exactly. Just like that. Exactly. Thanks, Petra, for being on here with me. I want to encourage folks to you can head over and follow Petra on her Instagram. I love her Insta stories. I'll keep talking about that because I I follow her Insta stories and and every single. I think you post like every day or every other day or something. Um, but I, I how often do you post? Because so I don't right now. I'm doing like a 30 day because I was coming out the gate and I wanted to really just raise a brand awareness. But mm -hmm. after the 30 days, I'll be doing it every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But I'll be continuing to do it daily until the end of May. Until the end of May, Petra, it's been a pleasure. All yeah. the best to you. Continue. Thank you. Continue to be that fire. Continue yes, to and, and and continue to do you and, and all the best to you. Um, Thank you so much. And your book in the summertime. Look yeah. out for that. Look out for her book coming out in the summertime. It will be available on Amazon as well, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Look out for, look out for Petra's book coming out in the summer. Petra's Thank been you. 
All the best. Okay. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.